0: City University Television presents The American Theater Wing Seminars Working in the Theater This seminar, Regional Theater and New Play Development
1: welcome to the American Theatre Wing seminars on working in the theatre. These are coming to you from the Graduate Center of the City University of New York, located on 42nd Street, where Broadway, Off-Broadway, and Off-Off-Broadway all come to meet and share the wealth of Broadway theatre. This is at the Tony Awards, and we are well known for having created the Tony Awards, but the American Theatre Wing is a year-round organization and behind this award stands a dedicated organization that is devoted to servicing the community through the theater. These seminars are just one of our year-round programs, and they are designed to bring you an in-depth way of looking at the theater. We do one on the performance, and one on the playwright director, and one on the production. And today's program is on the regional theater, and it's a wealth of of wonderful material that's coming to you from the Goodspeed Opera Company which is located in Connecticut and has come today to 42nd Street in order to talk about what regional theatre can and does do and how important it is to the theatre and so before we go any further I'm going to turn this over to George White Who's going to moderate today's very, very distinguished and knowledgeable panel? Thank you very much for being here.
2: Thank you, Isabel. I'm, I'm going to start on my far right, um, which is not a political comment. Um, um, <laughs> the wrong side yeah, there we are. Um, uh, with uh, Martin Charnand, who is the director whose uh, work at Goodspeed includes uh, Annie and Jokers, and will direct this summer. Can Can at the Opera House. Uh, on his left is Charles Repoli, who is the director uh, currently of Goodspeed's uh, "Gentlemen uh, Prefer Blondes," which is currently playing at the Lyceum on Broadway. And on his left and my right is uh, Sue Frost, who is the associate producer of the Goodspeed Opera House. Uh, and again, on my far left, again, and not a political comment, or maybe it is, I don't know, is it, indeed it is, and he admits to it, there we are, is, the, uh, is Max Eisen, who is the national press agent uh, for the Goodspeed Opera House. And next to him, and, and uh, I was told making his cable debut today, <laughs> is uh, um, uh, Michael O'Flaherty, who is the musical supervisor of the Goodspeed Opera House. And on my immediate left is uh, the general manager of the Goodspeed Opera House, who is Howard Sherman. Thank you all for being here. Um, I will uh, depart from my usual role role for a second as as moderator, since uh, the Goodspeed is a neighbor of mine in Connecticut. And um, I do happen to be old enough, enough of a dinosaur, to remember when the Goodspeed Opera House was uh, uh, the repository, the garage for highway equipment for the Connecticut Department of, uh, of Public Works. And it was full of, of tractors and snow plows and things like that. And a person by the name of Albert Selden came along, uh, whose family came from that area, and remembered, at least always reverenced the fact that uh, in this building that housed all this uh, heavy equipment was, uh, for instance, a staircase originally that had been uh, a wooden reproduction of the grand staircase in the Opera House in, in uh, Paris. and. Uh, uh, it was Al Seldon and his family that decided that perhaps they could restore this wonderful building that was built in 1876 as a tribute by Mr. Goodspeed, known as Goodspeeds, uh, uh, to the centennial of the United States. So uh, Seldon got together and raised a great deal of money in, I guess it was 1961, 62, and I guess they opened in 63. Uh, they opened, uh, I I don't I'm quite remember what, what, what it opened with. Oh, lady, lady. There you are. Thank you. And then… I wasn't there. (laughs) I was, but I'd forgotten it. Uh, And and it went on to do Chu Chem, a Chinese-American musical, I remember. But shortly thereafter, uh, they produced Man of La Mancha, and it was the first of what amounts to many, many uh, wonderful Broadway shows, uh, musicals that came out of East Haddam, Connecticut, on the Connecticut River and into Broadway. Um, So that's just a quick… Uh, And uh, for those who haven't been there, it's very easy to get there. It it is a magnificent uh, 322 seats?
3: 398, actually. Oh, it's gone up. Yes. Well, squeeze a few in here. Oh, there you are.
2: Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, And uh, it's with an easy shot of of New York to get there. And it's a wonderful—it's right on the Connecticut River—a classic, beautiful Venue, including the o- you still have the old act curtain, what was fi- which was found mm-hmm. up in the attic mm-hmm. with a wonderful view of the Connecticut River with a uh, river boat, all of that. So that gives you a little bit of the context of what seems like, what would seem like a museum theater, uh, but is indeed, uh, and, and subsequent to that, I want to talk about this with whoever wants to leap in about the Norma Terrace Theater, which indeed is uh, developing new work for the American Musical Theater as mm-hmm. well, something very, very needed. So uh, why
0: don't we start, Martin? As uh, is the main stage, I mean, yeah, you doing can't involves, really right. separate, at least from from my standpoint, in terms of uh, my involvement with the with the first first time I was there was in 1976, and uh, Michael Price was one of the first, if not the only, supporter of a musical that I had been trying to get on for seven years. Called Annie right now. and um it was michael who decided to have uh have us do it on the main stages there was no norma Terrace theater at that time uh i'm suffice it to say i think that the success of annie was responsible for buying the norma Terrace theater or purchasing the ground on which it was ultimately built uh but we did it there and we were able to work on it for a relatively long period of time we were there for the uh, the last, I guess, sixteen, eighteen weeks of the of the nineteen seventy six season, and it then moved to Washington and moved into New York. So it's not only that the terrace is a, tr- a proving ground; the main stage is is what yeah, is that's true. as well.
4: What's What's important for people to know for people who aren't familiar with Goodspeed is that Goodspeed, among regional theaters, and frankly among almost any theater and any kind of theater in the country, has a very particular and unique mission. Um, Goodspeed has always existed to preserve and advance the form of the American musical. There are no other theaters out there that ply that particular trade as regularly, and of course we think as well, as Goodspeed. Um, It's interesting in this day and age where suddenly we see more and more on Broadway the rage of, "Let's, let's dig up some old musical and turn it into something new. Michael Price, when he became the executive director of Goodspeed, made absolutely clear a vision, which wasn't quite that sharp when they first opened, that Goodspeed was going to be a place about the American musical. And it's gone forward both bringing, taking classic musicals that have not been seen in many, many years, and bringing them back to the stage to work for audiences today, as well as introducing new musicals. And and Charlie and Martin have both been involved with with that process.
5: But even on that that level, I guess it's true of of most theatres, but when you take the old pieces um, and certainly, for instance, in in my case, uh, I actually started at at Goodspeed uh, doing um, in 19… actually, I think it was 71. I said 60-something, but 71, and I was in the chorus of Little Mary Sunshine. And in that production… It was, I think, a fairly true um, uh, example of how that show was done. And it was uh, a repeat of that show. But so many of the other shows, for instance, Very Good Eddie, which was another show uh, that I did, was originally four hours long. You know, I read the manuscript of that. I read Very Good Eddie when they did it. So, in a sense, you're also creating new works within the old work. The old work is framed, but we couldn't put on a four-hour Very Good Eddie. So what you do is you, you hone it and you, you develop it and you, you shape it to form what is the essence, hopefully, of the old show and what is a period of the old show and the style of the old show, but give it a contemporary uh, viewing. So even in that sense, uh, so many of the old uh, musicals, I believe, need that because they were written for a different time and they were written for certain performers or they were written uh, when books weren't... Quite you know, very good. Eddie was a uh,
2: vintage musical. It, really, the book was still trying to find its way.
6: Uh, well, you are picking so
2: up on that, Chelsea, more because you're, you're in. You've you've just opened, uh, you know, *Gentlemen Prefer for Blondes*. You know, and of course, that is is almost an icon of a certain kind of American musical, and particularly with Carol Channing's association with it. Uh, what was your approach as a director to that? Because you know, you've got that. Well, initially, sort of over your shoulder.
5: Yeah. Well, you do, and and but when I read it, I, I really I love the old musicals. And I love the innocence of the old musicals. I like the simplicity of the old musicals, and I like the jokes of the old musicals. So I'm I'm a good person to be directing old musicals, and I am. Uh, but what I what I learned when I read the original script or what was considered the original script, it really was a two-character show. It was about Dorothy Shaw and Lorelei. Lee. It wasn't uh, a vehicle for one person. What happened, I think, with the emergence of Carol, when Carol Channing did it, it became that vehicle because of the kind of personality she was. And maybe then, as it was formed, I don't know. I, I never saw the original show, and I, I don't know how it was done. Uh, the movie was another story, totally. The movie was about Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell, and it was really developed for the movie. It has very little to do, in actuality, with the original show. So what we did was try to... Uh, take these two ladies and show how they travel and how they traveled on this trip on this little breeze of a trip You know with not too much Substance other than the innocence of they all like each other. They like they like people, you know, they call Lorelai a, um, a Gold digger. Well, I guess she is on one level, but on another level Lorelei brings a lot of joy to people and every no one gets hurt you know, th- there's no image. She may get the diamond tiara and she may get the diamonds, but the guy that gave it to her was happy to give it. Now, that's another sensibility, another era, and it was the 20s. And the books were – this was written in the, uh, 49. the books weren't as strong as they are today.
3: Well, but certainly. I mean, you have to – when we took a look at Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, it hasn't been produced a lot and there's a reason for that. I mean, the second act almost didn't exist. Mm-hmm. and. Charlie had to Dorothy take a look actually. at that, and he had to go back to the source material. He had to go back to the Anita Loose book. He had to go back to. He looked at the movie, he looked at all of it, and pulled it together, and 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 recreated something that essentially hadn't been on the page. Right. You know, so and he sort of to took beginning. a flyer with it. It needs a beginning, and he a middle, a and show. an end. You know, yeah.
5: and and they often didn't. They would have a first act and the second act. As long as you had the first act, it was okay. And the star would do, "Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend" on an empty stage and do it as she wanted to. Well, I don't think that that – at least that's not the way
2: I wanted to do it. I wanted you, to try you, to preserve well, it. Yeah, that is that is tough, because you had to, if you had to go back to the source material and piece it together, you didn't have, you know, Carol Channing, which, you know, but you had to deal with that – the ghost, even though she's alive. And all you, that you
5: deal with it all the time. Ho- you, you almost never not deal with it. Uh, I don't mean in directing it, but in the public's eye. Actually, more than Carol Channing, I've found Marilyn to be – the stronger influence on the public eye. Really? Yes, because uh, Marilyn had such an incredible uh, innocence and sexuality, and such a, a universal um, recognition, uh, that it's very… that was that was the piece that I had the hardest part a, on with. on a more and mundane
4: and level, there's a videotape, there are thousands of videotapes all over the country. People can just go out and see Marilyn Monroe's performance from 1953. The Carol Channing performance is one that people remember, they can listen to the recording but they can't actually see it. And they you remember. Good
1: is, is more than Gentleman before a Oh yeah. Oh. I, 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 so yeah, I, I like that, to get yeah. back uh, to the very beginning and, and talk absolutely. about regional theater. What is what is regional theater? Would you explain that? Particularly
2: what? in the, in this context of mm-hmm. a musical because it is unique.
1: Uh,
2: how do you choose your work? Uh, here it is. Here it is a place that is not uh, certainly in Minnesota. It's very near. It's very accessible to. New York mm-hmm. uh, to Broadway, if you will, which I would think is, is both exciting uh, for a producer and a general manager, but also something that you have to deal with, Max, in terms of selling it. I mean, it's a, uh, uh, it's it's uh, how do you let's start with you, Max, on that one because
7: it's, it, a it's good f- speed to me. It's very good, Eddie. <laughs> whoopee, uh, Leave It to Jane, uh, going up, and you're s- s- sitting here with precious old material and uh, done to a great degree originally and with a new approach done with life, done with joy, done with fun. And you have to go out there and one, Goodspeed has done a great job of selling it to Connecticut. And then how do you expand it from there? And the job was to get the interest one of the people in New York. So you start with the press, then you start with the... um, Oh, excuse you, me, I just, how do you start with the press? What do you start with the you press? Go, oh well, God, you, you, well, you uh, uh, start to, to, uh, mm-hmm. to tell them there's a theater up there and they're, and, and they're doing something that you haven't seen in 25 years. And, and, and perhaps uh, you know, the people there, the reviewers, would like to come up and have a look. And lo and behold, you start. Uh, first, of course, years ago, we, we'd have a great big outing. We'd have a bus and we, you know, we'd load it up and they'd all go and we'd uh, we, we'd give them a show and give them a, a dinner, and, and, it would, and that started the reviews in New York City, and where some of the newspapers have picked it up that it's a must that they have to cover every summer. That was a gradual development. Uh, from there, too, you then uh, develop it with the theater community, be they actors or the directors or theater owners and, and producers, and they got introduced to the theater. And then you expand out over the country. And we, uh, I do a national mailing, which I've done for years, and I introduce the theatre all over the country. And lo and behold, we get the critics from Washington, D.C., and uh, from San Francisco, sometimes Los Angeles, Boston, what have you. And the theatre now has become a national theatre. No, but I have work. 20 years of work.
3: I have to I, this point, because I want to take what Max said and, and go a little further with it, because I think The Goodspeed for many, many years was, Whoopi and Very Good Eddie and Going Up and Jerome Kern and, and classics, old, old classics. Because that's essentially what we produced for several years. And that's what started us on, on the road to, to what we are. But, but we made some, some, some changes along the way several years ago, where we decided that we needed to move out of the 20s and the teens and, and start to look at the more recent uh, works in the canon um for several years before we had the norma terrace michael i think put a new show on the main stage every year year. and sometimes we hit and sometimes we didn't with annie we hit with zapata we didn't you know but we kept trying and kept putting them out there and i think i mean michael flaherty came to us when we did um a musical called superman uh strauss and adams and and uh that was the 60s Show that people don't think of us doing the more recent. Well,
4: more and more
6: project. we realize that '60s musicals are now 30 years old. Yeah, I mean it still yeah. qualifies as a revival, sure. I ain't mean, it? And
4: nobody's seen yeah. them. And, and there, there are shows like, for example, Guys and Dolls doesn't need Goodspeed's help. Everybody's seen Guys and Dolls, but there are shows out there. For example, if you stay within Frank Lessercan can and Most Happy Fella really had not been seen and not been produced. And what Goodspeed does is it reintroduces works. Into the musical repertoire. Gentlemen Prefer Blondes has not had a major production since the original Broadway production years ago. There was an attempt, they brought it back in the early 70s in kind of a mishmash version called Lorelei, but nobody'd ever really seen it. I can tell you that all over the country now you are going to be seeing productions of Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Again, that's a particular example, not to say that Blondes is the only one, but most happy fella really happy in the past him. three years. You've seen productions of Most Happy Fella like you've never seen. Goodspeed mm-hmm. takes as its mandate, looking in its work with the classic musicals, looking for those shows which haven't somehow stayed in the mainstream. So you will not see Oklahoma, you will not see Fiddler on the Roof, you will not see Guys and Dolls at Goodspeed, but you will see Promises, Promises, and you will see Most Happy Fella, and you will see Can Can How and, does st- and Strike Up the Band.
1: How does Goodspeed function? As, as a producing company, uh, who makes the decisions? Your, what about the monarchy? <laughs> <laughs> what about the unions, and, and and what about your contracts, and what about subscription? We or are, um, we're we Theater. We operate under uh, a B. I'd
2: love you explain that. Lord is
1: League of
3: uh, oh. Resident Theaters. Uh, so we're a member of a—it's about 60 odd theaters, uh, regional theaters in the country. That it's a—it's a collective bargaining unit, basically, and uh, we have an agreement with Actors Equity and with um, the Society of Stage Directors and Choreographers and United Scenic Artists, and we also deal with our local musicians.
1: And um, so that's basically the the, the mm-hmm. labor pool, um, and you have a large description.
3: We don't really think of it as a subscription. I don't know, Howard, whether you might want to talk about that a little bit more. We, we do have subscriptions,
4: but, do have a subscription. but we do and have members. Do but have it's subscription, a subscription, but membership. But membership is really the basis of, of people's commitment to, uh-huh. to Goodspeed. Um,
1: What's the difference between membership and subscription? Well, membership
4: membership is, is are those people who've seen fit above and beyond whatever commitment they make to attend and buy tickets for a show to contribute something to Goodspeed as a whole. Goodspeed like any not-for-profit theatre, does not exist solely on the basis of its ticket income. It needs contributions and support, federal, corporate, individual. And membership is really the core of that, and And it is our members, who are some nearly 9,000 households strong, who've really made a commitment that even if they don't see all six shows that Goodspeed produces each season, they're doing that something extra. And And that, for us, is the core of the people. So who are most important to us, which is, which is membership. And that's a little bit of an inversion from what many resident theatres do, but, but not all that far removed. How many, uh, for instance,
2: uh, uh, I understand, heaven knows, the, the membership uh, business, but of course garnering that kind of goodwill and that kind of support, um, I know there's the Goodspeed Opera House Foundation. Which uh, you know uh, gives membership privileges, isn't that right? Where do you get the? Uh, where do you develop those lists, and how do you uh, dev- market that around the, the it's state? It's
3: been years and years and years of, of, of people consistently coming. I think uh, the person who's absent from this panel is Michael Price, the executive director, and I think Michael spent the first fifteen years of the Goodspeed standing at the bottom of the grand staircase at the end of every performance, saying "Good night, good night. I hope you like the show. I hope you like the show," and if. People don't. They tell them. If people do, they tell him. But he spent a long, a long, long time developing one-on-one relationships, and I think the audience really feels like they're a part of the Goodspeed when they come there. We we work very hard to perpetuate that, we and it's really just grown yeah. over and, and over the also years. We have the you
7: governor know? coming quite regularly. Yes. One governor,
0: two governors, three governors, <laughs> and the U.S. senators come. Right. So we Aside uh, so from all of that. Um, which, which, in effect, is obviously very important. It, in, in the final analysis, it has to boil down to the work. And ultimately, what you've got to... I mean, you could have the most gorgeous setting in the world and the best press agentry in the world, uh, but, but basically what, what, what is encouraging about Goodspeed and why it is encouraged in the, in the Lort community and particularly on the East Coast is because uh, people who theoretically only used to work on Broadway very willingly would come up to East Haddam, Connecticut for a length of time to be able to develop material. And in the ability to be able to develop material, you would find that they would be producing the material that ultimately gave... So it was one hand washing, washing the other. The Goodspeed was helping the theater, and the theater was helping Goodspeed. The product was helping the theater. The theater was helping the product, and it was very encouraging. To be able to know that you could go into a circumstance for a length of time where your advertising was taken care of. I'm talking about it now from purely and simply from a work standpoint. A director goes into a Broadway circumstance and you have to have your meeting with Wilner Ladon, you have to have your or with Nancy Coyne, and then you have to go and find a press agent, and then you have to go and find a shop that will build your house, and then you have to go and hire a musical director, and you have to go. with the possible exception of what used to exist down at joe paps uh that kind of circumstance just doesn't exist anymore It's, it's a studio and in effect goodspeed's relationship to the artistic community is that it provides all of those things it takes that burden off your back not that not to say for a moment that you're not intricately involved in it but the advertising is taken care of you don't have to worry about the mailer going out you don't have to worry about tickets being sold you don't have to worry about an ad appearing in the paper so it's a very it, 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 it's a very relief oriented I mean, How circumstance. Does that differ
1: from the Playwrights Horizons and Manhattan theater Clubs? well first and of theater all, companies that are around New York well, I, I first like of to all, define you know regional around New residency. York
0: is the key word you can theoretically be anonymous at Goodspeed uh, to the extent that you can go up there and do the work. Uh, it's, it, while it is indeed only two and a half hours away, the trains don't run that frequently. It is an effort to go up there. You really have to want to go and see the thing, whatever the thing may be. Whereas here, if you're at Playwrights, uh, on your second night, you are a victim of, of the community. Mm-hmm. And That's you true. cannot do anything quietly, privately. You can't make a mistake. Oh, my God, Stephen is coming tonight, so we have to put in the wrong second act. Uh, Or Hal is going to be there tonight. We have to make quick... You have the opportunity to work. And that is basically what I think we all want to be able to do, to get at it, to work at it. They're not... I mean, musicals are probably the last cottage industry experience that exists in this... Wouldn't you say
2: that it has replaced the, quote, road, unquote, in many, many ways, in what that implied? Not in terms of... I mean, but the old days of Boston, New Haven. In effect, way,
0: yeah. it, it is the it is the the route into New York. Uh, if you want it to be, if you want if you want mm-hmm. it to be that.
4: Yeah, it's interesting. Regional is is sometimes used um, regarding theater as a pejorative, and I don't think it is. I've spent virtually my entire life working. Did only I imply in that? No, 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 no. Or no, resident I theater. Didn't think you did. Um, what's interesting is it's it's theater that exists within a community for a community, um, and I think all of and I happen to prefer to use the word resident theaters because regional means as opposed to being in New York, whereas resident, it's about you live within a community, you work within a community. You bring in artists like Martin, like Charlie, to do work and to bring it to your local audiences. On, at times, that work, through any variety of circumstances, may have the opportunity to go on to commercial runs, to other not-for-profits, et cetera, et cetera, but you work Within your community, you have a long-term relationship with a group, with an audience. Which in New York, because of the multiplicity of outlets, because of the huge population base you're within, if you walk around New York City and say, "Oh, I work at Playwrights Horizons," somebody may or may not know Playwrights Horizons. They may or may not know what's playing there. If you walk, if you are in the state of Connecticut and you say, "I work at the Goodspeed Opera House," they know exactly where you are, what they do, and Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, they're going to tell you how much they love it. And what's always appealed to me about resident theater, and I think what's what's made Goodspeed special, is that ongoing relationship with an audience and people who are there because they want to be there and make the trek to get there to see a kind of work they can't see anywhere else. Now, that, that, that is absolutely true,
2: and and uh, it makes it marvelous. It, it, it's developed. It's uh, uh, it's. National and international reputation, sort of thanks in many ways to Max, but but uh, uh, along the way. No, that grew out. Yeah, uh,
7: um, basically the shows that are produced at Goodspeed are for the people in Connecticut and for Goodspeed. That it goes from there is the uh, the plus that happens every now and then. It's the yeah. magic that that can happen. But basically, at, at Goodspeed we do it for the people. Who come there and have been there and have been coming for years. Yeah. Now, who who makes the decision? Or, for instance, uh, about the plays. Now,
2: maybe that's for uh, Marty. Did you, for instance, did you bring Michael Price? Can Can? Did he come to you? How did no. that? What happened uh, here? Well, <coughs> maybe or, I, or yes, Michael? Do like you? Five or six of us who yeah. meet yeah.
6: Sue and and uh, Warren Pincus, the casting director, and and Howard and I and a few other people. And you we have a
1: choice of shows.
6: And, and we just. We have a file uh, that we go through
3: and we go back and forth and we keep talking about shows and maybe this is the right year for it and we kind of try to juggle a season. Um, The
6: biggest problem now is that a lot of what we want to do is not available to us anymore. We keep having the rights pulled because everyone wants to do revivals in New York. And, uh,
3: we joke about the fact that we're going to do a season in a couple of years of, of the last few shows that we wanted to do that we couldn't <laughs> do because they were going to be done on Broadway, and they're still not done on Broadway, so now we're going to do them again. Right. You know? yeah. And we probably have about three seasons' worth at, at least, this point. Yeah. What about so. casting? Um, well, Warren Finkes is our casting director in New York. He's been our casting director, I think, pretty much from the beginning,
7: for about 20 years.
3: And uh, what happens is, Warren and the director and the choreographer and the music director um, go through all the preliminary casting auditions. Either Michael or I come in to, to, to see how things are going. Toward the end, it's it's it's, it's a collaborative effort. Certainly, I mean Michael Michael ultimately makes the final decisions, but um, um, he does it pretty much with the with the concurrence. And, and one of, of the things that,
0: that has developed is that uh, by virtue of the work, and by virtue of the promise, and by virtue of the fact that uh, you're there for a length of time with gainful employment in. In, in a In a lovely community uh, the the level of actors from twenty years ago to now has dramatically uh, risen to the extent that twenty years ago there was a semi resistance in the same way that there was a, always a resistance to being on a soap opera. You would say oh my goodness it 's not really acting it 's just being on a soap opera and in the same way you would say well it 's only good speed twenty years ago, there was mm-hmm. this kind of but subsequently, uh, the, the, as I said, the level, the quality of, of people that, that act, in the acting community who will now kill to go up there and, and, right. and work, uh, you know, for whatever the Lord, con- Lord contract is. The other good thing about The Good Speed is that a, it's a great leveler. Uh, one of the things that you always contend with in, in, in a production is this concept of who's more equal uh, in a show, and there's a nice equality up there, so that the guy who is playing Daddy Warbucks is as important as the, 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 the youngest, smallest orphan, for the simple reason that they are both in the same uh, dismal accommodation or wonderful accommodation that they may be in. No, they're sharing. Well, I mean, it, it's not the Taj Mahal, but part of that is its attraction, because there are no distractions. You go up to Goodspeed to work, you go up there, it's wonderful. There are. Th- I mean, only last year, I believe, did a new restaurant surface in East Haddam. That's right. Yeah. It had been closed Just for-
3: work, you don't eat.
0: <laughs> the most ill-favored nation, of course. Yes, yeah. right. But you yes. talked
1: about the actors coming up there. Do you have a resident company? No,
0: you don't have a resident no. company. No. Every show yeah, okay. is cast show individually is cast. Mm-hmm. and specifically to its need, which is another good thing. So, I mean, for, we, I came with, with Michael today from Can Can auditions, and we saw the first uh, blush of, of principal auditions th- this morning. Uh, and I would say that about 75 percent, if not more, of the people that not only are we, are we interested in, but who came, were people that had never been at the Goodspeed Opera really? who submitted for the very first time uh, to, to Warren, who theoretically maybe the shows weren't right, but I think it's a level, a quality of, of actor that I was just dazzled who by. Who
1: submits him? agents. Agent. Yeah. Isn't there Do you have a casting agent in your company?
0: Warren Pincus is our casting is director. He's the casting director yeah. who
6: makes the contacts. I see. He, the he sends out uh, breakdowns to all the agents, and they send him back, mm-hmm. you know, suggestions. And, and
3: we have open course calls mm-hmm. for this. But you, we How we?
4: Michael, you must see a pool of people. I mean, it's interesting, you know, years ago, everybody thinks about Broadway, and they think of all of these musicals and all these kids who want to be in musicals, and of course, we know that there are fewer and fewer productions on Broadway in general. So it must be interesting to see all these people, you know, and I guess this maybe w- why you're seeing all these new people is. We are one of the outlets they have. That's they right. they don't have right. well. Oh, you are a very
0: serious outlet. Yeah, I mean, Goodspeed yeah. is a very it, it it's up there in, in the so. the first echel the top echelon of okay. of of, uh, of resident theaters or whatever or what do you want to call them region resident okay that that exists in the country. And but certainly I, on the younger end,
6: on the, on the chorus calls sure. and all that, I mean, we hundreds and hundreds yeah. of people turning. All,
2: per, mm-hmm. I would think this is an aside, but uh, I, and it's my sense, too, that the training or the quality of the younger people will almost break your heart because they're so, they're so good and there's so little places to put them. I mean, these are marvelous young people coming along with a, with, a, with a narrowing field, where do they get the experience? Exactly. Could you, know, you
1: explain yeah, so. the working under a lot contract for your staging and your backstage or uh, your unions? You better.
4: Well, I don't know specifically what you, what
1: you well, mean. Well, I mean, how does it differ? I mean, your, your contract with lot, for example. But
3: as opposed to a production
1: contract, yeah. a New York mm-hmm. contract, mm-hmm. well, it's less money, generally.
3: It's, um, it's uh, the resident theaters have a minimum. Basic rehearsal period, depending on the size of the theater. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily different from a production contract, but it's uh, the working rules are a little bit different, but not specifically. You do fewer ten out of twelve, so they have fewer longer days. We don't necessarily tech as long, but so I that don't think that the working period, the rehearsal period. We at the Goodspeed, we rehearsed for um, four oh, yeah. weeks.
5: Which and is then we preview for two to four weeks of previews, yeah. But something yeah. That, yeah. that Martin was saying yeah. before yeah. about Max. the family it's and the rehearsal, and, and I just want to ditto something in a way. Because you are up there, and because there's all this talent up there, it's uh, I almost want to say a trapped environment. It's not. It's a family environment. If you believe in the family of theatre, it is a family up there. And each member is an equal member of the family. And because you're there, there is no bank to go to, or another audition to go to, or a fight uh, you know, with the landlord. It's all there. So oftentimes, you have a, a sense of doing the work more closely with the actor as a director. And you can change schedule, and you're allowed to try things. You know, and You can try something in the morning and then change the schedule because it didn't work and do the same thing in the afternoon but do it a different way. Because people are available to the work, they're there to do the work. They're not there to rehearse the eight hours, and if you didn't call me in it, where are they going to go at two in the afternoon? And I don't mean that in a bad way. They're anxious to do the work. They're anxious (laughs) to be present in the work. And in some ways, you get to be more collaborative, I think, with the actors. I have to keep getting back
1: to the business end of it. Oh! I'm sorry. What about salaries? And what about royalties? and, And what about the cost? What about profits? Well, it's a not-for-profit, so there's no such thing as profit. Yeah.
3: Um, what about surplus? What about surplus? goes right back into the till. Yeah, we I haven't mean, seen surplus it. in years. is
4: very interesting, unlike even most of the resident theatres. Because we, we exist in this incredibly bucolic setting, which, depending on my mood, I refer to as either Brigadoon or Petticoat Junction, <laughs> <laughs> um, we face challenges that many resident theatres do not. We are in a, are in a, a small town of 3,000 people. Um, We're finally getting a sewer system next year. That's new. Um, And that's going to be a big deal. The very first franchise store just opened up across the river from us. We're talking about a very, very rural community. So when there are those productions which may bring something back above and beyond meeting our costs, the money goes into things like housing for the actors, um, whatever Martin's comment about their quality <laughs> may be. Um, wasn't <laughs> no, I, I'll live right, to regret it. because
3: <laughs> you, you wait till you come up this summer. <laughs> but, <laughs> this
4: Listen, dismal is a step up. Can-Can That's now, okay. Dismal. But, but, but we, we've had to, as the, op- as the operation has expanded we have had to, to make a place for these people, for this family to live. We produce, the, the, the line goes, we produce at good speed by beds. I don't mean that in any salacious manner. We mean it by how many people can we have in town at once working on how many productions. And in, in the month of June, we're going to be facing uh, about 15 people with Swing on a Star. We're going to be bringing in about 30 total for Can Can we're going to have Honky Tonk Highway running at Chester that'll probably be another 10 beds or so. We're going to be running our cabaret at the Gelston House a late night cabaret that Michael operates. Um we're going to have to have housing for those people. It's an amazing juggling Which act. Which
0: explains why Warren Pinkus keeps saying to me they're married, hire them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of course. Yeah. Well, you know,
2: and I will I will continue on the on the on the business side. Uh uh, for, for, but I, I want to digress for a second because there is a we, we you keep saying family, and I think that it is true. Although there is no resident company, I'm just seeing around here, starting with, with all of you here, starting right with Max and right right through uh, to to Martin, a sense of a, a good speed family. Even though you're not always on salary, but I sense that. And and Charles, for instance, going back to you, you said you started there as in the chorus. I did? Uh, and how did you get a job uh, directing? From it? Is that because it grew? You know the old thing. What I really want to do is direct. Direct, direct right. say that <laughs> it's actually
5: yeah. the, it was the, always the truth. No, uh, uh… but it is
2: a family. I mean, isn't it? There's it a is.
5: A f- I think it's very much a family. Um, and but you I left
1: it after you were in the course. You you didn't continue working on every production every year. No. You no no. But when, went I, out when I when I
5: say family, uh, I mean the family of theater. You know, like the family of man, the family of theater and. And you do know each other, and you do learn how to work with each other. And so when every time I go back, I've been there one, two, three, four, five times over the last twenty years. That's a lot of times to go back to the same That's exactly place. what will
0: happen to me this summer. It will right. be the fifth time that I will go back. And that's a pretty uh, healthy… Uh, it's a safe place to how be. How length
1: the time will you, will
0: you go back well, the f- the f- I the first thing that I did there was in 1976, oh, so When that's, you
1: go back this time, how this long time will you how, be there?
0: Oh, uh, I'll be there for the... Eight? More than that. Yeah. We'll be there for the four weeks of rehearsal, uh, however many weeks of preview, and theoretically, I would say another two weeks, and then whatever, whatever kind of trips you keep on making up throughout uh-huh. the, the run of the show. Mm. The show will open in, on, the, on the 7th of July and run through September. So you're going to have an opportunity to go up there and see how it's doing for a length of what time. What happens
1: with the show when it moves from Goodspeed to New York, for example? If it moves
0: from Goodspeed to New York, it is not a, if, I mean, it would right. be – What
1: happens if a show moves, but you have had shows that move from Goodspeed to New York? Well,
0: I mean, for example, a it's situation. a different situation. depends
1: who moves. What happens with the mean. situation with Goodspeed and when – Goodspeed
0: maintains a, a – a, a, a percentage of the of the under they become they become attached to us i mean goodspeed is a part of the underlying right of annie in perpetuity that's with a new show with, with a new revival, show we don't necessarily have
1: with Annie. then go on with that We're well uh, as somebody. i
0: said goodspeed has has been uh, involved as a percentage holder in the annie uh underlying rights from the beginning so michael and and uh, it was happened to me, because I was the the person who brought Annie t- to Michael, made a deal, and Michael Michael's deal was then honored with all of the subsequent productions, and he is a participant in everything. Wherever, whatever a, Annie what,
1: goes, and whatever from whatever, whatever production.
0: revenue was derived from Annie in any conceivable venue, right, and that okay. included the movie. That included uh, the keychain. That included uh, I mean, it's everything all the right, way down okay. the line. So when it hits, it it does strike. It does indeed strike the mother load. Uh, but there's only one of those every what? Two hundred. Two hundred. Never plan for
4: well, it. You, well, you
0: what <laughs> you certainly can't plan for it, and you certainly shouldn't count on it. I mean, you can't go there in order to make that happen because you will get s- slapped in the face very quickly. You can't. Assume that that's why you're going there. You are going there to do the work, and you are going there to, hopefully, as you point out, bring more material into the into the literature or back into the literature of the American musical theater. For
2: the initially for the Connecticut community. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. for the
0: Connecticut community. Absolutely. But the then there is what goes
4: on at Chester, which is which is an interesting thing, which is soon kind of your baby. Right. Yeah.
3: Chester is the Norma Terrace Theater. It happens to be in the town of Chester. So if we flip flop the, the the names, that's. Um, that's why. Well, the Norma Terrace has been there. This we're going into our 11th season. Uh, it's a converted knitting needle factory that we turned into a 200-seat theater. We we had been trying out new shows, and by trying out, I mean doing readings and real black box stuff in our rehearsal studio, and we outgrew that. So we went into this second stage. Uh, how many shows have we done there since 1980? Uh, I think we're about 24. 27. It's like 27 now. new musicals. And several of those have gone on to receive other productions. Several of those are in the process of going on to receive uh, well, other I mean, productions.
0: Well, very Broadway. serious case in yeah. point, as um, far as as Arrigan far Arrigan as my Arrigan relationship Arrigan. to uh, to to the Norma Terrace is that uh, when we did Annie too, we had opened in Washington. We we were sort of the Exxon Valdez of musicals
1: <laughs> uh, when we
0: opened in Washington, and Michael uh, came to. S- well actually it wasn 't even michael it was it was sue uh who who c- came to Washington and we made an arrangement with Michael where we were going to go back into rehearsal at Chester and we worked on it for fourteen weeks there and then subsequently uh it went out on the road and ultimately came into new york so he he's been involved in both annie's the annie Annie one Annie two and Annie Warbucks all three of them
1: can you tell us what your your um Salary was for the actors on these 14 weeks. Four dollars
0: and thirty-seven cents. <laughs> no, no, the Lord
3: B scale is, I think, about five.
2: Twenty-five, Five
3: twenty-five, something so. like that, and and it essentially, I 525. think it's about five hundred twenty-five dollars a week. That's housing amazing. is 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 All on right. top With of that. With housing. H- housing is is provided, and that's basically the scale chorus. Minimum, and then you have increments on top of that, and we pay our principals more than that.
1: Mm-hmm. But um,
3: the
0: Lord contract is one that recognizes parts pay, as an equity sure. contract mm-hmm. does, and, and understudy, pay, understudy and pay, and pay and dance captain pay. So it's not really that different. The numbers may be uh, mm-hmm. uh, lower, but nevertheless, incrementally, it, it, it makes the, the same. The Norma Terrace, though, is a D. Lord? The Norma Terrace is a D, and that That's scale is
3: I think a hundred dollars less a week. What yep. kind
2: of obligation do you have to the? Uh, To the actors, let's say you decide, such as in uh, gentlemen prefer blondes, obligation do you have contractually beyond the maybe moral commitment to bring them into New York? There There is not. There is not. So it's it's, it's purely moral. It's It's purely
5: purely moral. And I, uh, I've actually come into New York uh, in three shows: one as a director and two as an actor from Goodspeed. And um, I think it is moral. And I think also when you're Developing a project if you think I would just go back to something that was said before It is we're doing the work at speed for the audience at Goodspeed Yes, it's a wonderful outlet and it's a wonderful showcase for the material and sometimes Because of press because it's close to New York and because of the New York reviews other things can happen uh, to it, but you really are doing the work there and on that point when there's a company that has worked so hard on creating In some ways, a new Gentleman Prefer Blondes or Annie or whatever the show is, it's their contribution. That's what I meant about family. It's their work. And if something wonderful happens, if possible, you should bring that family in. And they should also have that experience of moving it and seeing what the next issue is and how does it move and how does it translate. But you're really doing the work there. And then, yeah, so I think in most cases, at least in in all the cases that I came into New York. The company stayed together, and we yeah, were the company right. that was brought in. Well, also… What
1: about your costume and scenery shops? Do you have people that run those? Well, well, yes. One of the things
6: about Goodspeed, actually, is that, uh, going back to the family thing, it's an unusual situation that there are 37 or more full-time, year-round employees.
1: Yeah, Does that operator. take in management and everything? Yes. Yeah, it takes in everything, but we have Even our, our, our department
3: nights. heads in our production areas are all full-time employees. In fact, um, we're blessed with a, a long-term department heads. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the department heads have been there 10 years. And uh, we have our own scene shop and custom shop and uh, a, a, a paint barn where we paint all our scenery. Uh, everything is completely in-house, in-grown.
2: Well, now, when you, when, course, when what happens then when you move a show into New York, for instance, with these, these those, uh, they can't obviously. You have to scale up, which they're two right. quote, three and great, three great, and also musically you, you have it. to scale up because you're not suddenly with that small. Well,
3: we didn't. We no, no, I mean, you know you didn't in Boston. And certainly with most happy fellow, we yeah. stayed with those two pianos. So, um, but what happens is depends on the venue you go to, and you do. It depends on 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 how it's how it's conceived now, but legally, in, uh, you we're you in a in tiny in those, uh, tiny space oh, and I we know. haven't even talked about the physical restrictions yeah, of the space yeah,
2: that's where I'm, it's
3: where it's, I'm it's, a, it's 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 silly it's it's tiny nobody yeah. should do anything in that space and we do big musicals so everything has to be either expanded
7: or completely rebuilt
3: if it's moved so yeah, if, if it's moved dude whatever the challenge,
1: challenge yeah. Matt, well, i i'd like to add
7: something you know in addition to coming to broadway we've gone to Washington DC we've gone to uh, uh, the Philadelphia we've gone to California. Detroit uh, we've, we we've gone to California and also we've toured so what, what Broadway to is not the only it? world that, uh, that that is open to good speed that is it's a wonderful what th- happens whenever
3: we leave the good speed um, it, it is always with the assistance of, of additional money it's always another theater or an outside producer because uh, w- uh, it's not the the wish of, of Michael Price or the board to put the foundation at risk beyond what we know we can absorb financially. So once you take a show out of the environment, it's got to be supplemented by someone, or or
1: we wouldn't we wouldn't we wouldn't to come back to you. In mm-hmm. a
3: sense. Well, I mean, we would certainly hope to receive a share of whatever profits would mm-hmm. there would be, but. Um, Generally, yeah, generally, someone else has to take the, the yeah. I,
0: Michael and and Sue and, and and the Goodspeed is not producing for Broadway. They're no, producing for when it does happen. Why do want to know what no, happens? Right, it but I think it it, every I think every show probably has its own uh, engine that gets driven by some captain or uh, in a different way. I know, for example, here with 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 you guys. Uh, it was Tony Randall and the liaison between the National Actors Theater right. in New right. Right. York. Most happy fellow was Lincoln right. Center. And, Mo- and most the happy fellow was uh, Lincoln Center, Center. And and uh, yeah. Annie was was Lewis Allen and Mike Nichols. I mean, so Eric and it, Eddie was <laughs> David Merrick. <laughs> David Merrick, literally. Uh,
7: uh, no. Ashton. Uh, i Max Brown.
5: Uh, Schubitz, right. And but Brian I mean, uh, David Merrick sure. was the one that that sure. pushed us. Right. It's it's agile, it's made it happen, but but it then really you have to go into, into a different
1: union, a different yeah, skills. if you come to a David Merrick, let's absolutely. say, absolutely. And, a Broadway. And, and generally, right.
3: if you come to New York, you come in under a production contract. Uh, Blondes, because it was National Actors Theater, came in under a Lort contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we moved, Most Happy Fellow, we went to the Mark Taper Forum, at playing at the Doolittle first. So it was a, it was a. A LORT contract that, but when they came to New York, they went into a production house and and turned into a production contract. It all depends on who moves it. Legally, can
2: you, uh, this is not a a loaded question, but uh, legally, can you um, uh, build a set at good speed and and put it up in the Lyceum? Doesn't it need a stamp? I, I, I think it,
3: Where makes, are we? it needs a stamp. It we needs a stamp. It but I mean, are
7: you, you I years from from? Ago. But it was enhanced, so there was. When it gets physically enhanced, it, it do you well, mean first uh, physically, well,
1: or are you, are you permitted to I by it, union rules? Uh, well, yeah, right. That's right. what he.
0: I think they are. They are not necessarily compatible. You have to understand that a the main stage. Is one of the most difficult stages in the world to do a show on. It has no crossover backstage. No it flies, it, it no has wings. no flies. It has no wings, wings at all. <laughs> and it's, it, and it's 27 20 feet wide. 27 feet wide. Now, no. Uh, I mean, nothing. No other theater that I've ever worked in. Presents those kind of restrictions. We so try
3: not to hire actors over six foot because they look true. out of scale. But and the they can't reality walk stage is that, that,
0: that <laughs> you have to move it if you move it. If it does get moved, it must be enhanced. In a in a strange way, an easier theater to work in is the Norma Terrace, which we which presents it has wing space and theoretically. It, well, it, it we owns a, a turntable, yes. and you can have a crossover there. So, right. and it's uh, on
3: ground level, so you can load the scenery from the truck into the theater, as opposed <laughs> hoisting I it mean. up an elevator. Fifth, well, it's,
4: it's, yeah. We're a six-floor right. building. It's it's actually on the fifth right. floor Upstate. of our right. building. It's it's a fascinating. And Mrs. Stevenson asked about um, you know our staff. It is a very unique way of producing, and what's great about the continuity of staff and the expertise of the staff is, I was just speaking to to someone yesterday, um, and I said, what you don't understand is if you bring in somebody who is not familiar with this theatre technically to work in this theatre, they're gonna spend the vast majority of their time shaking their heads, saying, how on earth do you do anything in here? (laughs) We have this group of people. Who've been there so long that they can make things happen in in the most unconducive space possible, to the to a degree that you would never expect. And you watch shows, and if you frankly, the more you know about the backstage at Goodspeed, the more you can sit and go. Where are they pulling those sets out of? Because yes. there is no backstage, there is no wing space, there is nothing. Everything has to fold up. no storage
1: up. space at all. Not There's virtually no, 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 nothing. Not if you go up Everything's built
3: in pieces. So when it comes off stage, it's broken apart, and they <laughs> fly it up in the air to get We're it, out of, it. it yeah.
2: out of the way. And yeah. 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 add yeah. 20
3: actors and six stagehands to that.
2: I would say you know, a fly, fly is a misnomer. It's yeah. hauled up. Yeah. It's hauled and, it's hauled. And, and the crossover, if you run downstairs you go down the cross through and through the go upstairs, you can do it. You
5: know, when we did Animal Crackers out there, we had a harp.
2: And a piano on
5: stage, and and three turntables. Where it went, I, I never went backstage. It was too it was too scary. this, this <laughs> piano would go off. And you'd never see it again. It was really <laughs> taken and hauled up.
4: You would see a harp
5: said. hanging in the ceiling, and it had to come down at the right moment.
4: It's often said the most some of the most interesting choreography at Goodspeed is happening backstage. <laughs> yes, yes. What is the no, ticket no, price? no slight on any of our choreographers. But what it is really the, is a puzzle. What is, Isabel, what, what is, you, what is, you, is the ticket price I now? I think
3: our top price on weekends is thirty-two dollars. Is that right?
4: Yeah.
1: How
3: much? And I think the front $32. row of or the first the front row of the mezzanine may be $35 I'm Yeah,
4: wondering. but you can't buy those. Those families have had those for years. Yeah. So you can get your hands <laughs> the out. Royal Box, and That's exactly
1: the at Chester,
3: isn't it?
1: Chester's $21. $21. What is a membership? Yearly membership? Are?
4: Uh, the basic minimum membership, uh, family membership is $35, mm-hmm. which gives you a number of benefits, the opportunity. How many to shows
1: you do a year? You
3: do six total. We do three on the main stage and three on the And how long is your stage.
2: season? Because that's gotten longer and longer. Longer By the longer. way, membership gives you parking privileges, by the way. I no, we let everybody Everybody park. gets <laughs> everybody yeah, it's yeah. rural. <laughs> yeah, um,
3: we open mid-April and close mid-December, generally, yeah. yeah. And, and we that's grown and grown, and grown, grown and grown. We've stretched it as far as we can. I mean, we're really, we're out in the woods, and people don't want to drive there in January and February. Well, you know. What do you do now? You do about a
5: 14- or 16-week playing?
3: Uh, so uh, no, every sh- the main stage shows run anywhere from 11 to 13 weeks, and then the Norma Terrace they run th- three or four weeks. Right, because I remember the,
5: when the I was there initially as a as a kid, we ran for I think four weeks. Yep. Right,
3: because it was right. it was literally it was the I think total, fourth total of July run. until Labor Day, and then it went right. Memorial Day until Labor Day, and then went. Well, that it, did, in
0: that 1976, was 1976 when we did when we did Annie. We were. Um, You know, it's funny. We were talking a minute ago, and I just want to say that while you don't have, we don't have in good. And I like to use "we" a lot when we talk about good speed. I feel more "we" than
2: Mm -hmm. "I" I
0: in the in the whole circumstance. But there may not be uh, uh, a general store. There may not be all of that. But there are more critics. There are more little newspapers in yes. that community than anywhere in the world. When we opened, we got 37 reviews. Yes. I yes. mean, the Moodus Times, <laughs> or… A bastion of journalism. I, I mean, unbelievable mimeographed newspapers were doing reviews.
2: Well, I'll tell you something, though. You know, let's talk about the New London mm-hmm. Day, which is good. Right. Actually, that has grown. I think largely in part by Goodspeed being there as a, as a pretty good critical newspaper. It has grown as, as, a, as a good journal. In the old days, they wouldn't, I was once told by the New London they wouldn't review anything more because they reviewed something once at Goodspeed, and the people involved, Mr. Sullivan got so mad at that they're never going to go back there.
0: Well, you know, but, th- but, but now they have two critics in the day, because it used to be that the food critic was also the theatre critic. Right, right.
4: But you know, one thing that is extraordinary <laughs> and a great benefit is the state of Connecticut has a remarkable wealth of theater. There is the Yale Rep, the Long Wharf, Hartford Stage Company, and Goodspeed alone, but four of the premier, the National Theatre of the Deaf, the O'Neill Center, um, all of these Stanford. amazing yeah. facilities that exist in a very small place, and that does engender the amount of attention given to theater. Because there is so much, and it's become such an important part. It of is the such state. an
0: important part to the extent that I don't know anywhere else on any highway where there is a green sign, Connecticut Turnpike sign that says "Goodspeed Opera House." I mean, obviously Sand in, in Santa Center Fe, in the, yep. you know. But those places, I mean, to, to warrant that is is uh, is, is really well, amazing. Well, I will say, uh, in,
2: in this context too, uh, with Isabel here, that uh, every professional theater in the state of Connecticut has won a Regional Theatre Tony Award, That's every true. single one. And no other state in the Union can make that. I say that as a Connecticut person, as well as a New Yorker. But it's kind of remar- remarkable in that, s- in that state you have every… including Goodspeed.
0: And Goodspeed also draws not only on the, the New York… in other words, it doesn't only come south. It comes from Boston yeah. right. and Hartford, I mean, which are, which are also thriving theatrical communities and, and, and uh, I think audiences do come down as well as, oh, as, as go up. Sure.
1: I have two questions I want to ask. Do you use local talent at all in your productions? Occasionally yes. No. You say you're saying yes you do.
6: Occasionally we do, yeah. We we every year we hold local auditions and right. uh, occasionally we get people out yeah. of that.
1: And what about schools? Do you work with the schools? do you bring Schools in or do you go out? Very actively,
4: and this year for the first time, we also took the opportunity to help uh, the local high school form its own drama club. And all of our staff volunteered their time to go in and help them do their first production, and that was very exciting. It's how a lot of us got our start, and it was our Mm -hmm. chance to give something back. There's another
0: very important thing that occurs. I don't know if it occurs on the main stage, but I know it has occurred on any number of occasions on the smaller stage at Chester which is the opportunity for what you call talkbacks, which is a relationship between the event that's being performed and the audience. So basically, they have, they're invited to stay after a performance. The actors and usually the creative staff will also stay. And a, a, a serious discussion will take place uh, where we, we, we get probably the best kind of feedback that you can possibly get because in the final analysis, the audience is the final collaborator, and and it's very healthy. It's a very mm. healthy circumstance.
1: Martin, I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you. This is terrible for me to have to direct a director, but <laughs> this is the, we, we have to <laughs> <laughs> bring this to an end. Be, and uh, I, I, there's just not enough time to get all the questions answered. And you've been wonderful in sharing your knowledge and and what you do with us. I think that Goodspeed Opera Company is is indeed unique, and and, uh, I'm proud to have been able to present to the people that have been watching this and that are here today the Goodspeed Opera Company's team of, of the production, how it works and what a resident or regional theater does, and this is certainly an outstanding example. I'm Isabel Stevenson. These seminars are coming to you from the Graduate Center of the City University of New York, and it's just one more service of the American Theatre Wing. Thank you for being here.